Well, good morning again, everyone, and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church and School here in Freistadt, from wherever it is that you happen to be, and we are thankful that all of you have joined us this morning for worship and to be served by God by His glorious Word. And as we're going to find out and read about later on today, um, that this Word uh, was written so that we might believe, so that we might believe specifically that Jesus is the Christ the Son of God, and that by believing we may have life in His name. And so that is the theme that we will be using here this morning. I have just one pre-service announcement. Uh, For those of you that have not yet heard, um, one of the members of our church, Pam Shane, uh, in the storms that came through last night, her house was hit by lightning. uh, And unfortunately, her home is a total loss. And uh, uh, they fervently ask her and her family, fervently ask for all of our prayers during this time as they sort through everything um, and, as they, um, and as they sort of travel this, travel this new road. Uh, and so we will be having a prayer for them this morning a little bit later on. So please keep the Shane family in your prayers. And with that, it is time for us to begin. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. We begin this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins unto God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, Have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We continue by singing our opening hymn, Jesus Lives, the Victory's Won. It's number 490 in your hymnal.
Like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up to salvation. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. O give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him, sing praises to him. Tell of all his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Remember the wondrous works that he has done. His miracles and the judgments he uttered. He remembers his covenant forever. The word that he commanded for a thousand generations. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up to salvation. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, grant that we who have celebrated the Lord's resurrection may by your grace confess in our life and conversation that Jesus is Lord and God. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Our first reading for this second Sunday after Easter is taken from Acts chapter 5. But Peter and the apostles answered, We must obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised Jesus, whom you killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him at his right hand as leader and savior to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses to these things. And so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. When they heard this, they were enraged and wanted to kill them. But a Pharisee in the council named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law, held in honor by all the people, stood up and gave orders to put the men outside for a little while. And he said to them, Men of Israel, take care what you are about to do with these men. For before these days, Theodius rose up 
claiming to be somebody, and a number of men, about 400, joined him. He was killed, and all who followed him were dispersed and came to nothing. After him, Judas the Galilean rose up in the days of the census and drew away some of the people after him. He too perished. And all who followed him were scattered. So in the present case, I tell you, keep away from these men and let them alone, for if this plan or this undertaking is of man, it will fail. But if, it's, but it, but if it is of God, you will not be able to overthrow them. You might even be found opposing God. So they took his advice, and when they had called in the apostles, they beat them and, argue, and charged them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. Then they left the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name. And every day, in the temple and from house to house, they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. We continue with the gradual. Christ has risen from the dead. God the Father has crowned him with glory and honor. He has given him dominion over the works of his hands. He has put all things under his feet. The epistle reading for this morning is taken from 1 Peter chapter 1. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his great mercy. For he has caused us to be born again to a living hope, to the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. Kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice. Though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, that perishes though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you did not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. We continue with the Alleluia in verse. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 20th chapter. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hand and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of anyone, they are forgiven. If you withhold forgiveness from anyone, it is withheld. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the mark of the nails, and place my finger into the mark of the nails, and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. And though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Put out your hands and place it into my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples which are not written in this book. But these are written, 
so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. This is the gospel of our Lord. We sing the hymn of the day, O Savior, Precious Savior, that's number 527. all pray with me, please. Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts this morning and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God, our Father, and through the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for this morning's meditation is the gospel lesson that was just read, specifically that last verse, which again reads, but these things are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. After Noah survived the flood, we are told that he became intoxicated. And after he became intoxicated, some, shall we say, some very sketchy things happened with he and his sons. We are told, too, that Hosea was a prophet who took a prostitute as his wife. We are told also that Rebekah once deceived her own husband so that her favorite son would get the family birthright. And then in one of the most disturbing accounts in all of the Bible, a 
concubine who tries to go home to her father is brought back to her husband, is then given up in a moment of cowardice to wicked men men who defile her. She goes to where her husband is staying and eventually dies on the doorstep. Now, what if I told you that all of these stories, yes, even the difficult ones that are hard to read and hear, what if I told you that all of those stories, that all of them pointed to Christ? As a matter of fact, all of the Bible points to Christ. Every single book, every single chapter, every single verse, every single word, all of it points to to Jesus, points to Jesus as Savior. Luther said that it is beyond a doubt that that the entire Scripture points to Christ alone. He says in, in, uh, in another place, he says these two things. Number one, that for the sake of Jesus did everything that happened take place. And number two, that Scripture is of no help whatsoever to my salvation if I do not find that Christ came for my salvation. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 through 15, it says this, But as for you, continue in what you have learned, and have become convinced of, because you know those from whom you learned it, and how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Wise, it says, for salvation through faith in Christ. Again, in our text from verse 30, John writes, These things are written so that you may believe. Now, it is clear that John is referring to his his own book, but it is not a stretch at all, as we have just seen from other parts of the Bible, to apply these words to the entire Scriptures. Now, unfortunately, like the Israelites before us, we can be an unbelieving people. Our belief in God wavers. When times get difficult, when our faith gets tested, and it it certainly does get tested, and it certainly does get challenged, we have a hard time seeing through the denseness of the difficulty of the situation. Certainly, we do not feel like praising God after something terrible happens in the same way as when perhaps we come to church on Easter morning. It's not that we've never believed, it's not that we don't believe, it's not that we don't have faith, but it's really more that we can't see, that we don't have the ability to see past the difficult situations, to say we're overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. Jesus asked, what are you arguing with them about? A man in the crowd answered him, Teacher, I have brought you my son, who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive up the spirit, but they could not. Jesus replied, O unbelieving generation, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? And then he said, bring the boy to me. So they brought him, and when the Spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this? His dad answered from childhood. It has often thrown him into fire or water to kill him, but if you can do anything... Take pity on us and help us. Jesus said, if you can, everything is possible for him who believes. And immediately the boy's father exclaims, I do believe. I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw that a crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the evil spirit. You deaf and mute mute spirit, he said, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. The spirit shrieked, convulsed him violently, and came out. 
The boy looked so much like a corpse that many said, He's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, lifted him to his feet, and he stood up. It is in the Scriptures that we find stories that are just like this, stories that we can completely identify with. All of us have had times in our lives where it's not that we don't believe, it's not that we don't have faith, It's just that at this moment and at that particular time, our faith is really weak. And so perhaps our cry to the Lord is the same as that that of the boy's father. I do believe, Lord. Help me to overcome my unbelief. And not just this account in Mark that we've just read about, but there are so many stories of people who have struggled with their faith, who have struggled and had a difficult time with perhaps believing God, even in the midst of trials. And yet that is why those parts are there. Because everything, every single story as we have talked about, everything points to Christ. Not just in times of difficulty, not just in times of trial, not just in times of hardship, but all of the time, constantly. And we can turn to his word. When our faith is wavering, when our faith isn't what it should be, we can turn to his word and immediately our faith is strengthened. We have talked about this before where we know and we are promised that the Word of God does not come back empty, that it always accomplishes the purpose for which it was sent. And the purpose for which it it was sent is to bring you and I to faith. It's to bring you and I to faith in the one true God, the risen Savior, Jesus Christ. Therefore, may we turn to it constantly, every time, in good times and in bad. Why again? Well, because, as John writes, these things are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Contained in this book is the story about how the universe was created. Contained in this book is the story about how God set a people apart for his own and called them his own chosen people chosen by the creator of the world. Contained in this book is the truth about how God himself came and lived among his people, loved them, and healed them. Contained in this book is how the Son of God willingly went to death to die on a cross so that those same people, those chosen people, would not be punished for their unwavering faith, would not be punished for their unfaithfulness, but would instead be rescued, but would instead be saved. Contained in this book is how God came back to life from the dead so that his people may truly, truly and really and in reality have life in his name. Again, Luther said that Scripture is of no help whatsoever to our salvation if, if I and we do not believe that Christ came for our salvation. We, well, we will find this, and as a matter of fact, we are destined to find it because the Bible exists for no other purpose than to bring people to salvation. Perhaps think of it this way. The Bible was not written for, for God's pleasure. It just wasn't. The Bible was written for you and for me. The Bible was written, and everything contained therein, every story, good or bad, every sentence, every period, every chapter, was written so that we would believe, so that we would believe that Jesus is the Christ, that he is the anointed one, that he is the Messiah, that he is who his name says that he is, that he is the one that saves so that we may believe that he is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing we may have life in his name.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We continue by reciting the words of our Christian faith together. We do so using the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven, and was, and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. And so at this time, we would normally be collecting our offerings and our tithes, and so we will instead take this time to remind all of you of the three ways that you uh, can continue to give your offerings and your tithes. The first way is to go to the website, the churches and the schools website, www.trinity1874.com, and in the top right corner is a button, that is the donate button, and you may Click on that and follow uh, those and follow the directions on how to give uh, your tithe in that manner. The second way is that you may come to the church in the I'm sorry, you may come to the church office uh, during its regular business hours of Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. in the North Breezeway where the church office is. On uh, uh, I'm having a hard time thinking. Uh, outside of the office is an offering basket, uh, and you may place your offering in that basket, and we will be able to pick that up. And, of course, you may also mail your offering or your tithe-in to the church office. We continue with the offertory, with the offertory Create in Me. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Father, we give you thanks for this day and for giving us this time to worship you, to receive from you, to be served by you through your holy word. As this morning brings a new day in our lives, your word gives us the strength to live a day, to live a life filled with joy and hope. Lord, we thank you that you have given to us the gift of your holy word, which is to make us wise unto salvation in Christ Jesus. Lord, that it has been written not for your sake, but for ours, so that we might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing we may have life, true life, real life, in his name. 
Lord, we pray for those times in our lives and when our faith wavers and it's not as strong as it should be. Lord, it is at these times that we thank you that faith is a gift. It is not something that we come up with. It is not something that we conjure up on our own. But Lord, it is something that is given to you. It, it is something that is given to us by you so that we would live and so that we would have life in the name of Jesus. Lord, when our faith wavers, we pray that we pray that the, the, the same prayer as the father of the boy in the account from Mark that we just read, we pray his same prayer, Father and Lord. I and Father and Lord, we do believe, but help us to overcome our unbelief. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for those who are suffering, whether it be physically, spiritually, or emotionally. We lift up all of those on our health list for Melba and for Landreth, Janice, Carol, Ethel, Joan, Steve, Becky, Bob Curdy. Bob Dotson, Bob Yelinek, for Emma Conklin, for Wayne Towers, for Rose Marie, for John Alexander, for John Eden, for Debbie and Mary, Lisa, Catherine, Joe, Judy, Louise, Ruth, Dana, Dennis Knaust, Little Sutton Grace, Norma Kaiser, Roy Oberman, Florine Towers, and Karen Schmedeke. Lord, we also have uh, several families that we want to lift up to you in prayer. First of all, Lord, we lift up to you Sherry Hesman, who is David Hesman's aunt, who is in the ICU unit in the hospital. Lord, we pray that you would heal her. We pray that you would be with the doctors who are working with her and the nurses, We pray that you would uh, send your Holy Spirit to grant to her peace, comfort, and especially healing. Lord, we also uh, lift up to you in prayer the family of Gary Deegan, who passed away. Lord, we ask that you would fill them with your Holy Spirit and wrap your loving arms around them and remind them, Lord, of the resurrection of all flesh for those who believe in you and in your Son. Lord, we also lift up to you. The, we also lift up. To, we also lift up to you and pray for Pam Shane and for Marcus and uh, uh, for all of of their family during this difficult time. Lord, we are not given the reasons for why these things happen. Lord, we pray that instead of of, of trying to find answers, Lord, we pray that instead that we would turn to you and simply find rest and find hope in the fact that you have redeemed us, that you have loved us, that you have promised to never leave or forsake us. We pray, Lord, that, that, that Pam would be able to get back on her feet as soon as possible. Um, and we pray, Lord, that you would comfort them uh, with your Holy Spirit and with his peace during this time. Lord, we also pray for all of those who are suffering that we name before you in our hearts now. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, Heavenly Father, you instituted holy matrimony, blessed and honored it with the presence of your Son at the marriage feast at Cana, and even now continue to protect and preserve it. We thank you for the fatherly love and grace which you have bestowed upon Nick and Connie Prater who are celebrating 55 years of marriage. Lord, as well as Jonelle and Larry Menning who will celebrate 45 years for Stephen and Deborah Shane celebrating 42 years for Mike and Edith Harmon celebrating 31 years. For Robert and Terry Kruger, who are celebrating 29 years. Continue to be with them, Lord, until the end of their days, even as you have guided them in the past. 
be their health, refuge, and life as they serve as an example to all who honor the blessing of marriage that you have given to them. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for and lift up in prayer all of those who serve us in the armed forces, especially those who serve in the most dangerous places. We think of all first responders as they answer the call for help. Father, we pray that you will watch over them, protect them against all harm, strengthen and encourage them so they can remain strong and courageous. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, we continue to reach out to you and to pray to you and to look to you during this national time of concern. We enter yet another week dealing with this global health crisis. And Lord, we pray that you would be with all of those who have been affected by it, whether they have the virus itself or whether they have loved ones who have it. We pray, too, that you would be with the brave healthcare professionals who will continue to tend to the ill even at their own great personal risk. Protect all who have not yet been infected and keep them safe. And Lord, we pray especially that you would calm us. We pray that you would calm our fears, our anxieties, our uncertainties, and the fact, Lord, that we really are not in control. Instead, Lord, we pray that you would uplift us in our faith. Lord, we do believe. Help us in our unbelief. We pray that you would preserve your church and give us an extra measure of your grace, using us to help others as we are able. Keep us mindful that in the midst of everything, that you are the one that is in control. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for the leaders that you have given to us who hold positions of service nationally in our state and in our local communities. Dear Lord, these people have accepted the responsibility of leadership as part of their commitment to serve. Send your Holy Spirit to give them true wisdom to lead us in a way that glorifies your name. Help them to make decisions during these days that are for the good of your people. Keep us mindful of your command that we, that we are called to support them and to speak well of them. Lord, in your mercy. Father, we honor you by many names today. We pray to you as the Lord and giver of life. We pray for all who mourn the loss of a loved one. We pray especially for the family of Bud Hayward. Lord, we give you thanks for keeping your promise of receiving into your heavenly kingdom all who believe in salvation through faith. Gracious Father, it is at these times that we need you to give those who grieve an extra measure of your grace and love. Be with all who mourn, Lord, and we pray that you would comfort them with the assurance that all believers will one day be with you and that all of the saints will spend eternity in heaven where there is no more mourning or crying or pain. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Together, we pray the prayer that the Lord himself gave us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. We sing our closing hymn, Alleluia, Jesus is Risen, that is number 474.
And I thank all of you for joining us this morning here in worship, and I pray that our time together was uh, a blessed one, in which you were um, uplifted in your faith. Uh, I have just a few announcements before we continue on. First of all, I want to apologize. I realized there at the end that I had my microphone off for I don't know how long, hopefully not for too long, Um, for those of you that were on, on the podcast and the radio, Kurt says it's, it's fine. So good. Um, I want to, uh, with that in mind, I want to, I want to again, thank all of the people who were here today to assist with worship for Carol and and to Catherine, for Amanda, Kurt, Ken, Bob, and Susan. Um, thank you so much for, uh, for your service today. Um, with regard to the Shane family, um, we have, uh, uh, food and meals set up for them for today and tomorrow. If you would like to do that, please contact the school office to provide uh, a meal for the Shanes, and please continue to keep them in your prayers. Um, they were able to, I was over there this morning, they were able to save um, some of their things and some of their memories, um, and uh, of course that they won't know the whole scope of everything until um, the day's kind of go on here, but please continue to keep them in your prayers. Please, please tune in to the radio broadcast, 95.9 FM, the live stream podcast, and Facebook each Sunday. I hope that all of you joined us on the new, on the new page, Facebook page, that we will be doing um, all of the church's worship services from uh, and, on, and, and any announcements that need to be made via uh, Facebook. We'll all be done on that page. If you do not know how to find it, or haven't been able to find it yet, please give us a call at the church office. We will be happy to help you with that. The Evangelism Board is going to conduct a food and sundries distribution to needy families next Tuesday evening, April 21st. If you know of any families in need, please let the church office or a member of the Evangelism Board know. Uh, while we cannot accept food contributions th- at this time, any contribution above your tithe would be greatly appreciated. Uh, please earmark contributions via... Uh, the donate button on the website or bring to the church office. Um, we talked about how to give uh, for our tithe. And then finally, th- the last announcement that I want to make is that um, uh, just to be clear on communion uh, for us and our families going forward, if you would like to take communion, please make an appointment with me um, and we will be able to do that, assuming that it's not raining out- outside. Um, we will be able to do that outside um, underneath the awning in front of the church. Also, um, if you as a family unit um, would like to come and take communion together as a family, um, kind of like we normally would um, if, if we were here, but if you are a family unit uh, and would like to come and take communion, uh, then please uh, call the church and the school office to set up an appointment to do that um, as well. And uh, there's one more announcement that I didn't write down, but I'm forgetting. Um, darn it. Uh, well, whatever that an- announcement was, I will remember it, uh, and we'll try to get that out to you a little bit later on. Um, I pray God's blessings to be upon you this week, and uh, look forward to uh, joining everybody again next week on Sunday here uh, on the podcast, on the radio, and on our Facebook Live. Thank you very much. Thank you.